back, everybody. Did you miss us? Did <laughs> you miss us? Uh, so we're back today in a nice zen auditorium. Lies, 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 oh, lies, no, lies, just kidding. Lies. Everything is chaos. Ah. All right. So last we left yeah. off, a giant Goliath beetle tramples three of our lovely, wonderful, kind attendants and stopped short of Arafay, who in time turned to see one Infar. Kind of freaking out. I don't know what his deal is. But anyways, back to the action. Uh, Arafay, it is <laughs> anyway. Back to the action. But anyways, <laughs> back to you, Jimbo. <laughs> Um, That's so, not news. <laughs> so getting back into it, Arafe is good. this beetle has just stopped right in front of her, and yep. she can see just to because we were talking about me being in syrup's DMs. I'll bring this up here. She sees her friends are hurting, and she's trying to decide who to lifelink. And she sees Infar freak out, and she realizes. I can't let him see what I can do, or he'll make you. Oh my god! <laughs> will he make you go home? He'll Excuse me. Go home. Me That's her thought. Is he'll shit. make me go home? So as that crosses through your mind, yes. <laughs> we're gonna die. We're gonna die. We're all gonna die. You think if not heal, I can't. I can't do it. I don't want him to see. What do you do? Um, in my head, and you can, and my GM can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I kind of feel like as she says that I can't heal, he'll make me go home. She hears, then do the opposite. So as you look at Arafay, her demeanor changes a little bit as you see her like shadow kind of rolling around her a little bit. And she looks at the bug and goes, thank you for coming closer. And I'm going to cast Tanglefoot on it yes. to lock it down. Yes. Okay, what do I have to do for that? Uh, it is a tech roll on my side. Of course, we went to break and I moved everything and now I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so it's I'm my fault, just blame me. It's all no, me. No, 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 it's my fault. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Attack roll, so. And it's a primal, so it's a different attack roll. So this is my druid stuff. 19 it, plus six. It's not like a, is it a ranged attack? Or is it a melee? It says 30 feet. Oh, then that's okay. right. It's up to 30 feet. Yeah. Up to so 30, 30 feet. feet. Is there, yeah. I forget, are there penalties for doing that in melee? Waffles? I think like, so. Okay. Is there? Go ahead and just roll for now. There, uh, there are, fine. because I just listened to an episode where Waffles <laughs> explained how there is range, <laughs> there's a ranged attack. For now, go ahead and roll uh, if you want to. Um, okay. I mean, I'm still gonna. If if there's penalties, it's probably like a minus like two or something like that. So I would, minus two is very safe. Okay. Uh, well, I guess then if we go with the minus two, 19 plus six minus two, uh, 23 then to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> waffles. Did you manage to to pull it up? Or if not, we'll just make the call. It's fine. I'm, it's just, I'm, I'm still looking for it, but a minus two is very very safe. I that's what I would say. Okay. Probably is. Cool. Okay. So that still hits as you just kind of slip. And this is also a large creature and it's not, it's, yeah. You're throwing something on the ground, basically. Um, so you go ahead and do that. Okay. And it's just, a, it's just a regular success, correct? 
Correct. It is a regular okay. success. Okay. Uh, then it takes a 10-foot circumstance penalty to its speed mm. for one round. I like it. Um, I was trying to immobilize it, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then as she does that, you see these vines come up, start wrapping around it so it can't move as much. And then she just puts her hand on it. And you hear a duality in her voice as she casts heal, or not heal, excuse me, uh, harm. <laughs> the, other one, the other one. The other one. The other one. And way. as you, you hear, like, the twinning of two voices emerge from Arafe as she casts the verbal components to harm. Um, I'm so glad I'm right next, I'm right next to this. odd and resonating, and yet it happens. Uh... Go ahead, cast the spell. Natural 20. <gasps> yes! I love the dice. I For love a 29 the dice. to hit. <laughs> Holy shit! To hit. Here's the deal, though. Something we did not take into account. Mm. You're flanking. Yep. Holy shit. Which makes it a minus two AC. Now, it's a natural 20 anyways, but that also would have been a critical hit. Anyways, uh, but... Go ahead. That's a critical hit. So what what happens? Uh, harm so, it. Uh, I was going to say, is it just, a, is it, is it just a, a doubling of the dice then? Um, is this the basic? Um... There's no save. It's an attack roll. Yeah, it's double, it's double damage. Can okay. Can I what? It will do it ping. for you. Yeah, you, you double. Ping it in oh, the yeah, chat. Just... Critical damage is always just I double. Just so it's fine. Uh, that will be 14 points of necrotic damage. Oh yeah. Is that already doubled? That that's doubled. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this harm courses through it as trying to dodge out of your way, um, it gets tripped up by these vines that are underfoot and it's kind of like buzzing and irritated and it, it's not even paying attention as you go in, you just place your hand flat on it, and the harm in its entirety pulses through its body, and you watch this sort of like necrotic energy wash over it and go through it and as it like it's a wave from the where you touch crossing its entire giant body and behind it it leaves its shell cracked and and dried and just a little less life in it um as you basically knocked it down to half health in one go um, which is amazing um well is there anything else you would like to do? <laughs> uh, I think at that moment, she's also just going to turn and look at Infar again. <laughs> just leave her um, hand on this beetle. You watch as he kind of like looking, like he, he's kind of trying to like stumble and run. He's an old man for what it is. And you watch him just as he's like kind of eyes like locked on this scene, trying to back like turn and run, but also kind of like looking back, like, you know, trying to just keep tabs. Um, you watch him absolutely trip and fall on his ass. Um... At, at that last little thing and he's just starting to scramble backwards um uh unfortunately he has made it about to where teacher ott is who's rushing forward to help him up and escort him out um of course good get him out of here he's an old man get him out get of him here. out of yeah, here so yeah, yeah. arafe can, <laughs> can <heal. laughs> do the thing yeah, um, absolutely all right can, can, I, can I say your... yes, yes, yes uh seeing this uh and like seeing like the like the bug like recoil in pain you just hear it next to you Someone's found their voice. Hey, hey. Ha ha. Tee hee. Has that go backs? <laughs> <laughs> Bang. 
you hear like the quietest, faintest like chuckle at the comment. Hideaki uh, does, does not get to you, Hideaki. Nope, Arafay does. Damn Hideaki it! Does oh um, shit! I was about to fucking pee my pants. Arc two, your turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did the tangle foot work on this creature? It did. Okay, uh, that's what Arc was gonna do. So Arc is going to just kind of yell out. Say that. I can't do you much. You might damage. do better at it than me. Uh, Art's just gonna yell out, "I can't, I can't do much in this fight, so pl please focus on it." And he is going to just move up, uh, enter his arcane cascade stance, and then raise his book. Okay, amazing. Um, Flash Beetle's turn. Oh wait, they're dead. Uh, giant centipedes. Wait, there's just one. Uh, and that centipede. <laughs> Um, looking around, seeing all of these others is going to go to see where, well, you know, at the very least, it can get some of these stragglers over here. Um, so it's going I'm, to um, I'm go around. Um, who who ended the previous centipede? That was over Noza, correct? That was over Noza. Yeah, yeah. with the rock weapon. Okay. It sure was. Um, does a 15 hit over Noza? Nope. Okay. Um, spinning around, being like, mm, the armor's too hard, uh, goes to <laughs> tell, um, oh, this is actually at a minus five, technically, so that is, um, oh, so is it finesse? It is finesse, minus four. Um, it is... 13, does a 13 hit? Uh, hell no. <laughs> okay, well, it's pseudo beefy. It's trying its best, okay? <laughs> um, no, we did make centipedes already, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make one last desperate attempt. Oh wait, no, it moved. Just kidding, it can't. Um, great, ah, that's, take that, bug. that is its really impactful turn. The um, shoe's on the other foot now. <laughs> the foot However, is off of my. Well, how many feet? How many like shoes does the centipede? Okay, anyway, uh, so <laughs> it is the time of the top of the round. So uh -huh. uh, we get what a nice little see? bird's eye view. And Please. What else is happening here? Um, why are you so, people still here? <laughs> um, Six seconds. <laughs> yes, please. Can I interrupt and throw a little flavor for Ark out there? Of course. Please. I love flavor. Uh, mm -hmm. he, I don't know if anyone would notice this, obviously, but he's very specifically not looking around because uh, he trusts Iska and doesn't overly care about anyone else down there. Mm -hmm. So he's he's like he's not not making these punches. Not even Edgar Root arc. Edgar Root can take care of themselves, and if they can't, then oh well, they deserved. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> okay, so we start with both Mariyama and Shazira, who you see after uh, some yeah. some you know flying things get out of your way. Um, you see them uh, at the edge here, and they are seeming to be concentrated on the bugs. Um, this area having already been cleared out of, you know, family and, and civilians. Um, and you see um, Mariyama. Um, there is a, there is one of these kind of, um, it's a, a flying uh, larger insect of some kind is flying towards um, Mariyama and you see her kind of like glancing, having just like kind of done something interactive with Shazira, turns around, sees it, and is like, <sighs> and reaches her hand out. Um, and this is something special to uh, Mariyama, 
um, which is, has to do with uh, witch things, uh, uses stumbling curse, um, causing it to ab- like just it trips over something, and you're like, it's flying. What did it trip over? Yet it tripped over something as it stumbles and sh- and kind of falls over to the side, uh, spinning away to the left instead of coming directly at her. Uh, and Shazira next to her um, looks around and um, uses his own invention, um, verminous lure, as he. Oh, I don't have shit. Hold up. <laughs> Ah! The one description I like missed. Um, this one does. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So this one. Um. It kind of like takes this this dust or this this kind of almost alchemical mix. Um. But you can tell the way he he acts, the way he mutters something under his breath, that there is kind of magic entwined with it as he. Spreads it out and uh, kind of like throws it on the stumbling uh, bug that Mariyama uh, pushed off to the side, and you see a couple of the surrounding insects like lift their head, like some that have like that can seem to smell, like look over to it and start kind of going towards the bee uh, or the the insect that was flying instead, um, seeming to be like whatever he did on it started to attract like the other bugs around it away from the civilians and towards the other insect. It kind of confusing their senses, doing something odd to them. Um, and you see from Chazir's movement that he's like, he's in the action. He's there. He's standing next to Mariyama. He's efficient. He's doing, like, he's acting. He's there and he's present. Um, and this is one of those times that you recognize that, like, yeah, most of the time he's bored. But he's good at what he does. Or he wouldn't be here. Um, next we see in this far corner, Iska. Iska standing there with a glaive in her hand, a long pole arm with a hooked blade on the edge. And you're like, I saw a staff before, but there was definitely not a glaive before. Um, and yet there's, there is one and she is there and you watch, and some of you catch this from where you are on stage as well. There is a beauty to her movements as they are quick, efficient, and flawless. As she spins and moves and she hooks the carapace of one bug with the edge of the glaive and simply spins it into another, forcing its movement into the next, using this pole arm with such beauty and finesse and not a second thought on her face. Her face is emotionless, calculating, looking around, and just clearing her path as she starts to move her way and getting the bugs out of her direction so she can kind of go towards uh, towards one of the exits. Um, but it is interesting. Um, and as she goes and steps to uh, the end to kind of like round the corner, there is a bug that is kind of right on the other side of Takula'at that having, you know, not been distracted by the glitter dust from Takulu uh, turns and almost actually for the first time takes her by a little bit of surprise. And you watch it gouge through her arm as she looks down at her arm. 
you see a motion of her hand, and perhaps some of the more perceptive might have seen a small glow from under her shirt. As the wound starts to close, and she takes her glaive and slices through the insect in front of her, unfazed. We see to the left, up here, closest to the exit, and yet also perhaps because of their late entrance, Mama Yaki and Daddy Yaki. Hell yeah! (laughs) Their entrance blocked by a looming bee that seems to be coming in a giant, giant bee coming and flying towards them. However, stepping forward, <laughs> fucking, where's my fucking X card? Oh, yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes! We see. <laughs> the um, biggest two, green check for me. <laughs> I literally, I have to interrupt you and tell you this. I literally was about to start my turn asking where he was as a fan service to you guys, so suck it. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. We think Nasi. We see a moment here because because before our eyes catch uh, Hideaki's parents, we see Ignasi looking around, and there's a moment of like confusion on his face as he clocks the bee coming forward, and he looks down and he doesn't see something. But then he kind of just looks to the left, and you blink, and there's a book in his hand, and it was not there before. It is his book. Yes, book yes. The book showing up suddenly in his hand. He looks at it and he looks at the bee. And with a swift motion, a hidden dagger in his boot comes up and flies at the bee. And with a with a precision and a sort of, you know, magical touch that gets it right between the eyes. And it comes falling down. Mafika turns around at the sound with his staff at the ready, sees Ignasi having already taken care of it, gives him a nod and moves forward with just swift martial art motion towards, you know, the next one in sight. Zuma is over here in this other corner, furiously casting spells left and right, absolutely like just flying in this, this almost like the amount of just like color of the spells that that are emanating from Zuma right now are just wild in its in its ferocity and its in its quickness and its just immediacy and then there's just like pew, 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 dazzles of color and flame and shoots all kinds of Zuma masterfully um, is just trying to uh, affect as many as he can uh, in the area around uh, in that in that kind of corner. Um, what else do we have? Oh yes, we have up here. A family of cat folk huddled Ah! together. Must protect. You see Tal's mother and Tal's father and Tal's brother hugged closely together as grandmother Olu stands in front of them. And with a hands spread wide in front of her. I got the magic. She's magic. I forgot she's magic, (laughs) y'all. Damn it. (laughs) She's fine. (laughs) Um, 
she oh shoot i forgot the um hold on <laughs> can't believe i was worried about her god damn it <laughs> Had like all of the uh, the things where where because you're you're still looking. Where did you say they were? Uh, in the top left balcony. Top left balcony. Okay. Why would they go up there? Um. Damn it! I don't. Oh, I had the spell and everything, and I was like, I told Waffles too. I was like, oh, it's a new spell, and of course I can't find it. That's okay. Um, but um, basically, you know, just casting the spell that um bursts of air surround them, pushing outwards, forcing the bugs that are in front of them just outwards and some one, like one of the beetles crawling, not not having uh, the ability to fly, uh, falls backwards over through the stairs. Um, you see them kind of start tumbling down the stairs. And though she is not fighting, Grandmother Olu is standing there defensively, uh, hands wide, protecting her family as a matriarch does. No! Um, and then lastly, yes, and then lastly, Habram, who has been running through the auditorium and up the stairs with a gust of wind that is familiar to one Hideaki, launches himself off the top of the balcony because that's what Habram would do. And you yeah. see him jump off, pushed with force with his gust, pushed behind him, not towards any of the bugs, giving him just that little extra lift as you see him tackle a flying giant bee mid-air to the ground. Um, yes, because Habram would. I love him. Um, I love him. <laughs> all right. Um, and I'm not moving all the tokens. However, there is movement. People are, are getting and siphoning out. You know that Strands of Glowing Dawn has, uh, you know, has safely made it away with her children and, and is helping, you know, push people more. Takulat is still gathering people and the auditorium is beginning to be emptier um, and littered with the uh, corpses of bugs. Um, top of the round, let's finish things this round. Hideaki, your turn. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, that, that was... Inconsequential. Everything was fine. No problem at all. Um, all good. Um, so the first time he said only to Arnoza, just as a, a sort of safety, sort of gut check. Uh, but this time, um, especially as things are beginning to thin, if we're all here, what's happening elsewhere? This is a That's fucking just distraction. To no, this one is to everyone. Okay. And, uh, and he just goes... This is probably a fucking distraction. And then as he like says that and realizes that he was just talking to everyone on the stage, he just goes, I think this is a fucking distraction. Um, you We're all here. What's happening elsewhere? Zuma like kind of like looks over immediately with a pause through their like flurry of spells and is like, I was thinking the exact same thing, but we gotta get these people to safety. <laughs> um, and you remember like, Zuma was eccentric, and with all of the conspiracy theories, you believe it. You believe Zuma is absolutely concocting every possible theory right now that could possibly be happening, um, and is happy to jump on this. Um, but you do see with reality that there can nothing be nothing can be done because priority number one Certainly. is the safety of everybody right. here. But I think the response 
considering like their previous that not that they've had like a bad relationship, but they're they're very tunnel vision. Um, yeah. So that like acknowledgement sort of takes him aback for a second, and um, and then I think that's when like his eyes sort of like scan to his parents, and he catches the the Ignacy situation, and I think he's a little like taken aback by like everything. Um, and then he uh, he sort of uh, in, he'll uh, slam his uh, staff down. Another great idea, arc two, and he's going to cast a Lesh arc um, and bounce it towards the centipede as well. So that's, so that's a, a reflex, reflex save, save, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this is to the centipede, and then also the beetle. Are you bouncing? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, is there any, um, while I roll these, uh, air phase, there are any penalty to reflex saves from Tanglefoot? Not that I'm aware of. It just says it reduces its movement by 10 feet. Okay. Um, just giant centipede, a natural one. Um, doing great here. Um, and then the big boy beetle for a 25. Of course, um, of course. Couldn't be reversed. Couldn't be reversed, could it? Couldn't be the other way around, right? <laughs> no, right. Um, but I did roll max damage, uh, which feels appropriate in this Beautiful. situation. Uh, so yep. that'll be um, eight plus three, 11 points for if you failed, and five, I guess, if you succeeded. Correct. And then, but they critically failed, so that's even double that. And you watch. Oh, jeez. There is not much that, like, is left of this sort of, like, charred, uh, charcoaly, smoky uh, centipede. Um, However, oops, no, I didn't mean to do minus one. I meant to do minus all of that. Uh, and then a little little red X, because we like our red Xs. Um, as that one absolutely just, you know, it you like more than double damaged it in one go. So more, more than doubled the health it had left. Um, so the Goliath Beetle, however, with a uh, success takes half damage, right? So that was yep. five. Right? Yep. Great. Correct. Um, and you do see it kind of crack... Before, it's almost like that bounced off of its carapace, but the cracks and holes that were crumbled from the harm of Arafay give it enough space to kind of still, you see the electricity just pulse through those cracks um, and it does take uh, uh, enough damage. It's looking hurt, um, starting to really show that wear and tear. Okay. Um, is the quick thing from earlier still up, or is that gone now? It is no. gone. Okay, it's that's very, fine. It's very good. Um, as part of uh, Act Together, um, Overnose is going to move over here. Whoop. Perfect. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and then too much, too my... far. Too far. Um, and then um, with my lax action, um, Overnose is going to bite the beard. Perfect. Bite it. Do it. Um, that is a lot because uh, that's a natural 20. Amazing. <laughs> Critical success. Uh, so, um, that's it. I could be that person that goes one. for a total of. <laughs> but no, I'm I you could. And I totally dropped the dice. The new dice that I bought. The beautiful <laughs> dice that you can see on our Discord. Maximum damage. Amazing. So nice. that is, because it's a crit, that is 18 points of... Uh, Shit. Eating damage. <laughs> Chomping. Eating. Chomp, 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 chomp. Okay. So, um, you all watch as with a. Sorry for the grossness. Particularly 
juicy bite. Um, the head of this uh, gets ripped clean off um, as the Goliath beetle um, crumples to the ground uh, on top of you know some of the other bugs that are already there. Um, and with that, it is dead. And he's going to go immediate... look at his mom and dad. Okay. At this point, we will fade away from initiative and take another step back. Oh, jeez. Everyone in the auditorium is working together. Teachers, conservants, some of the newer initiates that just came to watch the uh, attendance that you all are and your, your, not just your cohort, but your entire dorm uh, group fighting, overcoming, getting rid of the last of these that have come filtering into the auditorium. It's Kulu'at ensuring the safety and escorting the last remnants of individuals left, including Tal's family and everyone else. Uh, okay, because I would have through. sprinted up there, by the way. I would have climbed Absolutely. up that fucking wall and to get up there. And you all, after this moment, mm -hmm. yes, at, at this moment, um, you know, the immediate threat over, you go through the auditorium helping finish off whatever else needs to be finished off or running to your family and, and escorting them to safety, um, which we'll, we'll come back to in, in, in exactness in a second. As this battle comes to an end. Oh, and I, oh, I, it's hard for me to see who I did and didn't uh, turn over. Karide was there um, as well. And after looking with some confusion at these, um, at these bugs, you do like in the midst of, um, you know, as things are starting to calm down, she calls over to Takulu who, and she goes, these insects don't work n together naturally. They must have been compelled to attack. Um, and as things kind of uh, check through and you see that there's a less uh, immediate threat to the people here, um, Takulu uh, nods at Karide and says, uh, looks at you all, says, ensure everybody made it outside safely, tend to who those, th no, those who needs tending, uh, hold, and then Mafika is just like on it as they turn and Zuma and Mafika go running into the tunnels that were bursted through from the um, from the beetles on either ends of these auditorium. And they start going in to just make sure there's nothing else there. Um, at that, the rest of the, the dorms uh, start filtering out as well at Takulu's orders. Um, and Takulu begins to assure everybody, we're conducting a full investigation of what is going on. Take the rest that you need. This is... We need to ensure Natambu's safety first. If there's tunnels, we need to see where they go. We are going to do this properly for the moment. Focus on right now. And he kind of like points to just kind of like the, the masses that are now outside. Uh, and so you now realize that there is a lot happening here. There are teachers that are going to investigate. There are uh, people that are going to ensure. And you see Essie's um, mother, um, who I have their name here, uh, Tahenkot, um, kind of looks at Takulu and also nods. And at that point, you know, she leaves, but she doesn't go just outside um, 
to the people that are all like huddled around outside to safety. She heads out and it looks like she's going like into Natambu, um, doing, you know, some, some other work that is going on here. And so with almost like, you know, with some communication and just a lot of just efficiency, things start spreading out, things start happening. But you're tasked with ensuring the safety at the current moment, recover from your injuries, make sure everyone's safe outside the auditorium. And that's where we're going to come back in. Tell me what exactly is going on with you all. Um, Tao, uh, for at least a moment, completely abandons you all and runs to make sure that their family is okay. Totally fair. And you help uh, runs away. escort them out uh, yeah. along with everybody else. Yeah, like, like how I imagined it is like, had you know, as you all were taking care of that beetle, Tao's eyes were like locked up there as soon as they saw where their family was and was just immediately sprinting in that direction, like leaving you all on the stage and everything, like pushing past people, getting up there as quickly as physically possible to make sure that they got out. So they probably once like, you know, everybody's convening outside. They're probably convening, like they're with their family already. Perfect. So you all, well, tell me, so so as you, as you filter out, um, Ark, where'd you go? Uh, yeah, Ark would be, like, basically walking back and forth, ensuring that any of the bugs on the ground are dead, uh, making sure that every single person is, like, safe. If there's anyone hurt, he helps them up. Uh, like, now that the the major fight's taken care of, again, he trusts Iska to be safe, so he's gonna do what he was told to do and, like, basically make rounds in the auditorium. Okay. Um... As you make rounds in the auditorium and Tal basically, you know, runs to her family and gets them out, um, Arafay, Infar is uh, nowhere around, um, but you do see as you uh, start moving through the auditorium, um, Noxolo is there, no longer with Anchor Root. Anchor Root seeming to have been, you know, managed to get to safety. Um, and Noxola is just kind of looking around with interest as the, as the immediacy of the fighting has died down. And at this point, doesn't seem to be like any any more apparent threats. Um, Noxola is just kind of like kneeling in front one of like the the dead insects, and is just kind of like reaching down, picking its head up, looking at it. And she seems to like put that down, get up, look to another one, and just kind of looking at all these like dead insects with a. a, a Calm, curious fascination. Yeah, so uh, Arafay's... The magnitude of what just happened between her and Infar is kind of starting to hit. <laughs> kind of, like, starting to recognize, like, what... Like, in the heat of battle, it was just kind of like, oh, he's... Something's wrong. But now it's kind of starting to really kind of set in. And so she'll look at the door... And then she's actually going to turn and see if Noxolo needs any help with anything. <laughs> um, with most of the individuals uh, being escorted out, there's like actually kind of quiet and it's a little, it definitely stands out that like Noxolo is like kind of the only one like still like mm-hmm. in here particularly. Um, and as she goes around, um, she turns to look at you. Yes. Uh, is there anything you're concerned about that maybe I can help with? Um, I'm just curious. This is 
interesting. They're all, hold on. And then she kind of like closes her eyes and as she opens them, they go full dark. And you see out of the corner of your eye, one of the insects from down here rather uh, with sort of like an angle into uh, the caves from the side its head seeming to kind of like be in that direction. You see a sort of like a slight shift of movement, a slight glow from that dead insect. And then she's just, it fades and she comes back to you and she says, Mafika's got it. I'm sorry. Um, No, I just am curious. I'm just comfortable with the dead. They don't bother me. So I wanted to see and investigate. All right. But if you're curious, you can take a look. Did the dead make you uncomfortable? No. She kind of smiles at you. Great. Well, look here. And kind of just takes you uh, and starts kind of pointing out like almost like from almost a medicine check perspective of mm -hmm. the status of these. And you see that like some of the bees that were uh, out here um, away from the wounds of whatever like killed them um, seem to be show signs of like exhaustion and stress um, which she points out to you and I'm sorry I keep doing this uh, the book has Noxolo as, as she her and I, I had made the intent to do, uh, have Noxolo be they them and I keep forgetting that so I apologize um, and so they they look at it and point this out to you and um, sort of just walk you through the signs that they've been noticing. Um, and they point it out to you. They take a look. They, you know, they see you engaging with them um, on it. And then after a little bit, after kind of going to like yet another corpse over here and seeing similar signs, there's almost this like no distinction from when they go, hmm, this one seems to have been scuffed are you okay and that's like wait that's to you oh me i'm yes you seem I'm, I'm i'm perfectly fine thank you <laughs> is that the truth um i think no you seem to have same signs of stress though not the same but you seem stressed lots of Let's moving parts she takes your hand oh. like oh. doesn't okay. even just like your arm and your elbow and just kind of brings you to the closest seat <laughs> uh, her their snabble uh, goes up to you and kind of just like lays at your feet um it's, their snapple's been like following them around. Um, what is on your mind? It's it's nothing really. It's it's just uh, the masking ceremony and the surprise. It's just all very stressful. <laughs> is that it? My guardian's here. I'm worried he's gonna make me go home. 
time you do see um, a more intense emotion cross over their face as they sit up. It took me a while to learn that no one can make you do what you don't want to do. But sometimes people have more of a hold on your life then seems fair or right. And so sometimes distance is what's needed to get out from under their thumb. If you don't want them here, you can tell the teachers. They won't invite him back. Not that I don't, that I mind him being here. He seems very focused on me coming home, getting better and coming home and... What's getting better? What's wrong? Are you sick? Not necessarily. I... They tell me I used to be a great healer and I haven't been for a while. And we're just hoping I can get that back. And I'm worried he'll think I'm good enough. And I don't think I am yet. You said we're trying to be good enough, but is that what they want or what you want? She looks kind of confused by that (laughs) because she's and she hears Hideaki also in the back of her mind during this conversation. I fled my home. This place has given me more freedom to explore who I am than I ever had the chance to at home. And I think it's doing the same for you. I've seen you around the dorms and I think that you're able to figure it out here. Even if you don't know right now, you have the space to do that here. But he can't take you, you know. Can't make you go back. I owe him quite a bit. Oh? Hmm. You owe him money? Mm, I don't think so. No. Do you have a contract that binds you to him? No. Then no one's allowed to hold that over you. If you feel like you can give back what you owe, that's a, that makes you a good person. But if you're doing it and you don't want to do it, then does the obligation come from him or from you? 
Everybody's having a moment of realizing, um, she'll actually say it, I'll let him go. You know, I only know what I owe him because he's told me what I owe him. Huh. Watching Maria, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think she just knocked something over. <laughs> so... He told you that you owe him something. And so now you owe him something. You know, you could just tell him that um, you paid it back already. If people are just making arbitrary rules for you, you can make arbitrary rules right back. You know, I feel like I should have talked to you earlier. <laughs> well, you had a someone to talk to right I did Is she I do okay <laughs> she points to your shadow I'm very taken aback by this <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you know I mean other than the whole thing that just happened but um <laughs> I sometimes know things, but not that way. I the very special gift to have. When I fled here, what told me to come here was the whisper from dead bones, dead birds and cow bones. They told me I could find freedom here. And similarly, when I find things like this, there's just whispers that tell me things. And that's why I'm here. I want to figure it out too. I want to figure out where these whispers come from. And your flashback to a moment when you first arrived at the Magambia. And in that moment, you remember something that stood out to you from Teacher Ott's kind of, you know, opening introduction to you all when you first, first, first met him. And it stuck out to you because of its similarities. You remember Teacher Ott saying, one student here had a family who planned her life out from birth to death, punishing them when, she, when they deviated the slightest bit. They only found freedom in the thought of their grave. And as a result, the dead began to speak to them. And you realize perhaps this is the student that they were talking about. I'm just surprised because not many people people have noticed her and I've not been sure it was safe to talk about her. It's weird though, because they're not dead. And yet I can sometimes hear. I don't know. Well, Anaxolo, I would like to introduce you to Gefira. Nice to meet you, Fira. And she like reaches, or they reach their hand out 
uh, to like the shadow. And there's a moment where nothing happens. And then the shadow reaches up and clasps their hand. But there's no word spoken from Yafira. Perhaps you and I can figure some things out together. I would like that. I want to ask, though, because I just sat you down to talk about anything. And it seems like you haven't talked to the people you're closest to about it. Are you scared? Lightly? That makes sense. They have enough to worry about without having to worry about me. Let them make decisions for themselves. You know what it's like to be told what you have to do. It's not pleasant. You're right. You're very right. I'm here to talk to you, whenever you want. Anyway, should we look at more bucks? <laughs> yeah, I think there's one over there. And like, we kind of just like point off and go <laughs> go off into like, they're already kind of like standing up. Um, okay, from here we cut to Hideaki. Uh, he is uh, our. Are his folks with uh, Ignacy, or Ignacy gone somewhere else? Um, everybody's kind of outside at this point, and Ignacy is nowhere near them. Okay. Um, I'll make a point to go to Ignacy first. Um, you find Ignacy, you're like, you go outside looking around, and you don't see Ignacy. Um, but when you kind of duck your head back inside... Um, you realize that they've actually kind of like gone up to one of the balconies um, and are are kind of just like looking through uh, some things, uh, some of the, like the dead bugs in not not in the Noxola way of like moving them around, but just kind of like sitting on a bench, looking around and seeming to just take some notes. He'll go about 30 feet away from them. They pause their writing. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, no, that's fine. Kind of closes the book shut. Places it on the bench next to them. Do you need anything? So, I need to thank you. Um, thanks for looking out for my folks. I really appreciate it. Just kind of like nods well glad I could help whoever I could good uh sorry we haven't studied together in a while this uh teacher thing student teacher thing is getting me all kinds of fucked up schedule wise but you're busy being talented on top of the class takes one to know one right <laughs> well 
The invitation is still open. I have books and studying opportunities whenever you need. But also, now I owe you a favor. So whenever you One need something, one eyebrow kind of like shoots up. <laughs> you just let me know. But nothing sure? boring like Habram taking books to class bullshit. You know that kind of stuff. Make it, make it mean something for me. You know. Are you sure? I don't take nice. these types of IOUs lightly. If you truly mean to, shake on it. Reaches a hand out. I'll do you one better. Uh, when you reach out your pinky, um, he kind of like shrugs like, it makes no difference to me. Um, but it's, he says... It means more to me. Well, then that's meaningful in and of itself. But know that there's meanings to all kinds of things. And magic can infuse these promises as well. I have a dragon in, from the ash, in the Astral Sea on my head. The fuck do you think I'm worried about that for? Astral Sea? Well. I'll make note of that. And he like he you goes should. to like seal like your pinky promise, and yep. you do feel a small like surge of uh, magic um, bind that promise of a kind. And he smiles, and you watch kind of like one of the pages inside the book flutter a little bit um, as he kind of looks down at it. Looks back at you. I'll call upon you should I need it. We need to talk about that fucking book too. And he'll go over to his parents. Uh, he he smiles as he kind of like pulls it down, uh, flips it to you, like fl- like opening up a, like wherever, like randomly in the middle, is like pulling it up towards you, and you see that it's completely bl- blank. He's like, anytime. Shuts it. And uh, as he walks away, about thirty feet. Don't you be writing about me! And then he keeps walking to his parents. No promises. <laughs> and uh, you go to your parents. Um, with your parents, um, you see there is like... Overall, they don't seem to be like particularly injured in any in any like major capacity um, as they... Your mother's clearly like like doting on uh, your father who has like a bandage on his hand, like, and she's just absolutely like, oh, does it hurt? Are you okay? Like, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and he's like, it's fine. And when he sees you come out, he like steals himself just a little bit. That was a more eventful ceremony than uh, anticipated. Just another day in the Bagambia. Wow. Kind of glances over to Overnosa, who's still manifested next to you, correct? Yep. Take care of yourself. You're saying bye already? We have a long way back. So you've made your choice then. What choice? 
It's like I like I'm tired. Like what is <laughs> really that kind of like? We were going to talk about this before you left, right? That was the deal. Like, let's confuse. Did, uh, did I miss up? Did me as the GM miss something? Oh, he he essentially gave him an ultimatum of like, we're talking about it before you leave, or you're never gonna see him again. Um, uh, but ultimatums aside, here's the thing: brass tax. No, I don't believe that you have any sort of strange ulterior motive to not tell me the full truth. I actually think that that would be really boring, and I'm hoping it's actually more of a magical contractual type of situation um, that doesn't allow you to do that. Um, Starts rubbing the bridge of his nose, like. But, and he kind of—he's actually smiling when he says that. Look, you have your reasons, and I have mine. When you're ready to listen, we'll talk. Can I, can I be very blunt with you, Dad? That's the first time he's ever called him Dad before, by the way. He kind of pauses. You always are, son. Go ahead. You made a point about when, about asking or stating, I don't know when you lost my trust. The truth is you never had it, but you can get it. I believe that you believe that what you're doing is what's best. Now, why I might poke holes and say, why the hell did you wait nine months to do this warning thing when I I, 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 I share a soul with a dragon that lives in the actual sea? He lets your words sort of like parse, pause, and though your father typically snaps back mm-hmm. just as much as you do, he pauses this time. Puts a hand on your shoulder. I get it. You were chosen by a dragon. You're the son of the chief. Of the chief. I get it. And I'm sorry for putting you in this position of pressure and requirements and the need to be better than everybody, but I did it because I knew that you could be. I didn't realize, though, that this is what would come from that. Trust is a two-way street, Hideaki. I hope that one day you can see past yourself. And when you are able to do that and you're ready to listen, 
right to me. And he kind of turns to go. Also, tell Kazushi he totally owes me a letter back. I wrote him like forever ago. Your mother's just like, like nods to you and like, you know, pats you on the cheek with a sort of like melancholy. I love you. Take care of yourself. Love you too. I'll tell Kazushi. Really? No goodbye hug, dad? You don't have to if you don't want to. Your mom squeezes your hand like extra hard, pulls you into another hug, and goes off after your father, who walks away with, for such a proud man, shoulders slumped more than you've seen before. And there's a, you're left with a weird mix of disappointment from him. But it sits weird with you because for once it's not disappointment pointed at you, it's disappointed pointed at himself. And it's a uncomfortable feeling. I think he looks at I think he looks at Obernoza. That went way better than I thought it was going to. Maybe your words reached him. Earning your trust and all that. He should know better. You have a long way to go, too. <laughs> I've had years longer than you. You'll get and him, too. I've had years longer than your father and his father. But another time. You need to rest. And um, I think just to end the scene, he'll do the headbutt. Mm-hmm. Nice job. There is that little bit of like a, <sighs> yeah, I know, like like but like <laughs> like more in body motion than it is with like a speaking. Um, and Ark, I want to just give you another moment here. Um, you're going through. Um, Iska is not there. Yeah. Afterwards, do you head outside? Uh, they would take their time, but like once everyone's kind of like safe, safely put up and everything, he'd probably like just for flavor, he'd like stand there awkwardly for a little bit and be like see everyone talking to their people and kind of assume that's what's supposed to happen and then go outside. Okay, you go outside and um look around um make a perception check for me i'm not good at these perception where the fuck is it <laughs> six okay um you look around and this is nowhere to be found yeah the tracks Just uh, stands there for a minute and thinks about going back inside with everyone. Uh, tell me if this messes up anything, obviously. <laughs> but thinks about going back inside with everyone and decides that he doesn't know why he decides it, but 
it's like this odd feeling in his chest. Uh, and he decides to go to his room instead. That feeling... It's something. You have no idea what it is. It's a little uncomfortable, but you're not able to put any name to it, and you're not quite sure. Maybe you're not feeling anything. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe it's just been a long day. Maybe I got trampled on the chest a little too hard. Who knows? Maybe. And you genuinely think maybe it's just bruised. Maybe I'm just uncomfortable and I and I need to recover. Yeah, so hard to tell. So you return to your room, letting your cohort reunite with their families and taking that space to yourself. Lastly, Taliatia. Um, and oh. and Arafe, after a while, when you when you do return, like Iska's or not Iska, sorry, Infar is is not there. Um Hell, you usher your family out, um, checking them over. No one is badly injured, um, seeming to have just, you know, been protected by, by Grandmother Olu and just uh, mostly just keeping up a defensive position until it was clear to go and you helped herald them to safety. Um, now what? Um, I don't know. Once, once Tal like made sure that they were they were all out and safe, and like I think the the only other time Tal has been so focused on a task. Um, specifically, like, you know, in a combat scenario or anything like that, was during the, um, the tournament. Uh, they were, they were, as soon as they saw where their family was inside of the theater, uh, it's like the, like, the panic disappeared and all that was on their head was just get them out. Um, and... Uh, once they did that, um, they don't, they don't know, they don't know what to do now. They don't know, like, uh, yeah, just, just sort of like, you know, uh, like what, what do with energy now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like waiting for something else to happen, especially since like Hideaki was like, oh, Hey, there's probably something else. They're, they're like looking around, they're making sure. Um, but really I think what the thing that strikes probably the audience and maybe even their family odd is that they're not walking away from their family, but as soon as their family is outside and they seem like they're safe, um, she's looking around to see if their friends are okay because they abandoned you guys on the stage. They're not exactly sure what happened after the big bug started to fall down because they were laser focused on where their family was. Yeah, and based um, on the people coming so in like and out of the auditorium at yeah. this point, 
Um, you can sense there's not like chaos or panic coming from inside anymore at this point. Right. It's very much like, okay, um, people going back in means that they're uh, cleaning up, doing stuff like, you know, they, there's just the teachers are conversing and doing and, and clearly like tactically like making some plans um, and doing things. But overall, the students are mostly out. You see um, when. Arafay eventually, like later on than everybody else does kind of come out. Um, uh, Noxolo coming out uh, alongside them. Um, you see when Hideaki has uh, the convo with their parents and they, they head out. Um, you see Ark kind of come out and head off um, before Grandmother Olu kind of grabs your hand, your paw gently, and there's and says, you were wonderful. You did very well. You learned a lot already at the school, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of it is still very new, but the people here are very very smart. <laughs> Not smarter than you. You are talented and smart. She kind of taps you like on the forehead, like pop, pop. But we'll have to return tonight to the caravan. We'll be here for a couple of days. Okay. But can we talk before we head out? Um, specifically is like, is like, okay, she's okay. I want to, uh, like, I will, I will nod, um, into like the rest of the family. Um, you know, I want to share just like a little hug and kick because Tal intends after this little conversation to go elsewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. but they'll give, uh, the rest of their family a hug and say, I want to bring my friends to see the circus tomorrow. That's okay. Um, your mother seems a little bit more shaken. (laughs) I would like to go to there. <laughs> if kind of like, like do, nodding. Not, we, there doesn't have to be a performance. I just want them to meet everyone. Yeah, I I heard. She kind of like looks around and like you do look at like some of the action that is still occurring amongst the teachers and some sort of like more organized. Like you see like groups of three uh, conservants uh, talking to um Karide, who then kind of like run off uh, in a direction. And even though there's a moment of calm here, you can tell that this isn't over and that the Mm -hmm. school is kind of more concisely going into some form of action, some form of like things that are going on. Um, And you think that like, if you're free, that you're able to do so. But mm-hmm. you're you you might be needed. Um, and Takulu yeah. did say like take care of everybody, get some rest, and we'll yeah. you know like yeah get get back to it. Um, yeah. We'll we'll be here for a couple a little longer. Uh, if I if you and this is your father kind of like looking mm-hmm. around like if you have the time, we'd love to meet your friends in uh, not this environment yeah. uh, uh, and and uh, welcome them you know I've, you know everybody's welcome okay we'll give everybody another 
another hug, and I'll give specifically uh, Rywear a, a very big hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he hugs you back. Um, oh, I, uh, I, I did this. Um, here, and like pulled out um, from their back pocket is a um, folded up sort of like not folded. It's almost just like a postcard, actually. Um, mm-hmm. That he did his best to like keep not crumpled, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but on it is it's like a almost like a cardstock uh, kind of firmer uh, piece of paper that has um, a small painting on it um, that he seemed to have made you, and it's the almost like a bird's eye view of the circus in action. Um, and it's really, really cute and really small. And it's like, you could tell that even though they're acting casual, they put a lot of effort into this. Um, and you can even imagine that they kind of like climbed up on one of like the more act, like the, um, one of the posts from the acrobatic, like parts of one of the things and just kind of sat up there with paints and tried to paint a, a, a snapshot of the life. And he's like, so you don't miss it too much. This is perfect. I know exactly where it's going. Better be like right in the middle of everything. It'll go on a very special. Oh, don't worry. (laughs) Don't put anything over it. Serious. Dream of it. Okay. Kind of like punches you like very lightly, like in the arm, like (laughs) just, just they're ribbing you just as much as like they usually are, but you can tell that like they missed you. Mm -hmm. And then like before they you go walk away. He kind of like, come on, and pulls you into a hug. Like, all right, all right yeah, all right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and he's just like, take care of yourself, okay? I'll see you soon, though. But take care of yourself. You can hold your own, though. I just and like at that point, like your mom kind of like pulling away, <laughs> just, just like, like right, pulling. Right. Away. Yeah, all, right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> um. So you go with your grandmother to just take a take a seat uh, in the grass under a tree somewhere, um, and she kind of almost like wearily, just a little bit exhausted. Um, you hear the groaning a little as like like just a soft sort of like exhale as she tries to oh, settle I down. Me, I would help. I would help. Yeah, 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 I would help. Yeah. So. How much do you know of truth? Your powers? Your time in the woods? Um, I know a lot now, but I'm still very unsure, but I, I know a lot about you and something happened right after we got here. There's a look of concern. What? I don't want you to worry the rest of them. 
but... She kind of is looking at you, like, very, very, very... Just watching every detail. During an, a class assignment, something went wrong, and I got very sick, and I think you met I died. Her? I... Yeah. And how... You. That's not. It takes a moment I, I, to just sort of compose herself. I, I, it was in this strange, this strange forest, and they said that they had met me before, and they told me uh, your story. And this is this is this is my fault. She kind of takes her hands in like hers. I'm sorry, Taliatia. This you you you. Are here because of me. Because a deal I made in in naivety. I did it to protect. I know. But it doesn't excuse it. And I'm sorry. Truly. Sometimes we have to he make impossible choices. Impossible choices, yes. I am well I have me and now that you have met them you know when I had your mother my daughter I knew that was going to be okay and when she grew up had your brother I thought truly everything would be okay at that point I didn't I didn't think about what it meant I was so used to moving. I didn't want to ever be in one place again, but I made it our livelihood. And the stories of never staying in one place is because of me, because that's the promise that I made. But when years pass, I thought it didn't, I thought it was my choice. I didn't think it was decided for me and then you were born and I hoped I had hoped that it wouldn't wouldn't happen but there we were on the day you came back from the woods with Nim I realized that 
we were three, just like them. The matriarch, the mother, and the maiden. And that left you. And I didn't know what that meant, so I wanted you to find answers for all of us to at the very least make you have some semblance of a chance of control to, to, to influence your own fate, your own future so that it wasn't my choice that decided it all instead I just put you in danger and made things worse I think No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't make things worse. We didn't know any of this would happen. I put you in danger, Tell. I put myself in danger plenty of times, though. <laughs> Did they tell you anything? Anything about what they want? No. But some... Something else happened while I was there, though. Uh, it, in order to come back, I had to tie myself to another person. Tie yourself? I, I pull out the thread from my pocket. <laughs> she looks startled. Can I see that? It, of course. And I'll hand, hand it to her. It, it wasn't this exactly, but... When I was there, it, they said I had to choose because my thread was unraveling and they, they, were, they were going to make me choose you or mother, but my friends were there and they were helping me come back and then I chose one of them and I don't know what that means. I let you choose somebody else. There's definitely a look of like contemplation and an intellect intellectual one, like a, like a trying to piece puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. When I first called upon them, it wasn't because I knew what I was calling. I was just desperate, and in that room, all of those magical items something like this that I picked and they came forth and so that I would not have to be trapped in one place ever again to ensure my safety and your mother's they manipulated the threads that was the deal. I didn't know what it meant. But I knew that it would come eventually. They said the... You see, you're trying to like remember the maiden would fulfill the matriarch's due, I think. I didn't know, but I think I'm beginning to see now. 
She places the thread back in your hand. Put it back in my pocket. This wasn't your choice. For that, I will always be sorry. But you have my support. Please write to me if anything like that happens again. And I'm sorry again, I wasn't fully honest with you. She's just gonna hug. <laughs> she pats you, like, Gently, on the shoulder. Gently, but firmly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She pats you and sort of just, like, that, that sort of, like, they're there, but it's okay. But, like, there is a... There's an exhaustion in her. And you're not sure if it's deeper than the toll of the day on such an old catfolk. Or perhaps something deeper. I know but it's she something else. You. I know it is. Tal knows it is, I should say. It's getting late. It's get, uh, I should get back. I hope you come visit. Everyone would love to see you. I think I would like my friends. I'm sure if I saw them with you on stage, yeah. <laughs> they seem talented. They're all very special. Uh, a hand, if you don't mind. And, like, oh, she does not okay. usually ask for help at all. Yeah. Um, but you do see her kind of, like, yeah, needs some help getting up. 100%. 100%. And, uh... With that, you kind of see her off to make sure that she, you know, reaches back to your parents safely um, as they head out of the Magambia and uh, back into the Thambu. I'm going to go find Ark. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ark is not anywhere with everybody else. Um, I saw him leaving. leaving, though, right? Yep. Yep, we did see them leave. Gonna go find them? Yeah. Okay. Assuming they went one of two places, if they headed, you know, east, they would have gone to their room. If they headed west, they're going to their hideaway. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, you do, you start heading that way. Um, I will ask Ark, is this a, a time where you allow yourself to be found or, or, um, Otherwise, try to to find some alone time. Uh, I don't think he has thought of the finding alone time thing yet. Uh, he <laughs> he definitely just went to his room, so like, pretty easy to find, I imagine. Okay, you find. Uh, is your door open or closed? Yeah, it's probably correct. Uh, okay. They would... Ark, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Do you mind if I come in? Sure. I would open it. Come on in. It's like the same exact state that it was last time. <laughs> Absolutely zero has changed. Hmm. Um, I don't think Tal would sit down 
Uh, at least not right away. Um, uh, I think they would stand there, and they're, they're kind of like arms are crossed, because they're still hurt. <laughs> um, kind of arms crossed in front of them. Um, are, are you okay? Yes. I was less bad than the centipede fight. We did have are a lot you? of help this time. I think I'll be okay. Does Ark look hurt? Uh, I mean, yeah, he looks a little scratched and bruised. He's like half HP. Um, he got trampled on a couple yeah. times. <laughs> a couple times. Hey, same though. Hey, same though. Um. Okay. Um. It's gonna ask me to do something. And I wanted to see if it was okay with you. Art gets like a confused look. Okay. I can't tell you if I don't know. They said that they wanted me to help you on your journey. To perfection. <laughs> and there's like a little bit of like a, a like scoffing laugh <laughs> when they say perfection. Sure. He uh he just kinda sits there and like looks up to the ceiling for a second. Nods. And says Well if Fisca said it, it's likely a good idea. So it is okay. Do you always listen to what Tiska says? Yes. Has this guy ever been wrong? No. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of like, there's some kind of like mixed emotion, I think, playing across Tal right now. Sure. Um, and like, they're thinking really hard <laughs> uh, for, for a little bit. Do you always listen to your parents? Most of the time. But I feel like it's different because I think my parents actually care about me. And like, she's looking at you dead serious. Yeah. And he doesn't like take offense to the statement, but he looks, looks back at you and says, and... Is good cares not for me. Uh, 
Uh, I think Tal's going to sit down at this point uh, as 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 they're speaking. It definitely doesn't feel the same. And I only just met them today, so I can't say much, but... From what my impression was, it felt like they cared about you as much as someone cares about a new book. They like it. They don't want it to get damaged. They don't want it to get lost. But if it falls into a puddle or falls off a wagon, they can just get another one. And that's... That's not what caring about someone really is. You see, like, a, a contemplation on his face. If you cared about someone, if you cared about that book, you would do everything in your power to treat it well, to make sure it lasts. He thinks. He probably lets the silence hang for, like, five, ten seconds. And then he sits up a little in his bed so he can look at you better and says I agree that it is likely not the same as everybody comes from different backgrounds and circumstances that Tell said an acknowledgement, yeah. yeah that said I don't believe he like stops himself and you can tell he's trying to like word it the correct way and he goes if she did not care for me she would not have approached you maybe Maybe it was fate. You, he gives you like the no such thing. <laughs> Dismisses the hand, yeah. hand wave. Yeah. I do want to help in whatever way we figure out how to, <laughs> and whatever version of your perfection it is. I want to see you reach it. He gives like a small smile. It says, that is your choice. I think it is probably the best idea. I am okay with that. And it seems we are you see, like, he get, he gives the same, like, scoffing laugh you gave earlier, as if to, like, mm -hmm. mimic you. And, and mm -hmm. he says, we are fate-bound to all be together in a class. And then you hear, like, under his breath, he's like, you know, like, if I left tomorrow, then we're not fate-bound, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Tal kind of, like, smiles a little bit at that um and says and stands up um and says well 
he left tomorrow, I'd be very sad. And is going to turn and head out. That's right. you close the door. Uh, he leans back on his bed and like his mouth doesn't move, but camera on him and everything. You still hear in his voice. Don't worry, I'm not leaving. Yay! <laughs> My heart. <laughs> and lastly, Hideaki, what's going on? Oh, Hideaki's thinking a lot right now. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we find him in a familiar place top of a familiar tower sitting next to Overnoza. You kind of uh, on the roof of the um, the dorm mm-hmm. rooms? Perfect. Yep. Uh, what we didn't see was he tried to lay down. Didn't work. He tried to go to the Sprout House. Successfully navigated the, the, the hammock. Still didn't work. Came up here. And um, Overnosa sees, hears, like, like feels this, like, profound sadness coming from him right now. And uh, he's rolling back through the conversation with his folks over and 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 over again. And initially, in the moment, he said, you know, well, that went better than I expected. But that really, what he's starting to realize is that really wasn't true either. He was surprised at how like low energy and toned down it was. And he just probably after several minutes of silence, he just says out loud, I think I broke him. I've waited so long to confront this man. doesn't feel the way that I thought it would. Hmm. I think that's expected. There are factors that we can't always calculate for. He made his decision and his choices. Wow, even with the ultimatums, he was was really going to still leave. Even though I, I wiped them. He told you a story. Okay. Do you believe him? I do. But as you said, there's always two sides to every story. But really, that's not true either, because... That third piece involves me. You see, though, like, when you say, like, you believe him, he kind of almost expected you to end there. And was going to kind of nod. But there's a, there is a, a feeling of pride um, when you 
mention the other side, the other perspective. Any kind of nods. Good. But, but that's just it. It. The correct, not even the correct decision. The, the. He wants me to take his side, right? He. We just look at it objectively, right? He, by him leaving, without any additional explanation, how wouldn't I take yours? So he loses twice. It just—it just doesn't make any sense. What am I? Mi- I don't know what his intents were because I'm not in his head. But Hideaki, you're focused on his intent when I'm here. Why don't you ask me? If you know that there's perspectives and truths and you hear one side of the story, get the other side. I've been sitting here waiting for you to ask. Focus the on time the I, truth. The last time I asked, we have to wait for you to get stronger. He just told you a story. I can tell you my side. Well, I heard one side of the story. What's yours? You see this kind of like curling smile as you finally ask. And he sort of sits up. looking at his own form right now, looking at his claws and his scales, watching them kind of glint off the moon. Light. Moonlight. Way in the past, there was a kitsune village. Made a deal with an amicable copper dragon. He kind of, like, smiles. They would offer their help to me. Provide me with goods. Feed. In exchange for protection. It seemed fair wasn't really a big deal and it made my life easier so why not so I did and I protected them and they flourished thanks to me but as the village flourished their demands grew. And your generations passed far quicker than mine. And so the story shifts. I was an easier and more efficient hunter, they said. Wouldn't it make sense if they just provided the treasure and the gold that I could do the hunting for them? 
And they promised it would free them to craft finer things for me. I was amused at their audacity at the time. And I didn't mind stretching my wings every once in a while anyways. So I agreed. But skills and talents and craftsmanship of the village, again over generations, grew. So did their fame. And they decided that they were scared of me. Or that they weren't getting enough trade because everyone was scared of the dragon that was amongst them. And they decided that they could simply trade for the food that I provided. And they decided they didn't need me anymore. You see at this point, he kind of is like shifts from one foot to the other, a little maybe touchy subject at this point. Like this is kind of maybe where it's getting to be from like, oh, ancient history to there's emotion. Let's just say they broke our pact. How did because you respond? generations hold no meaning for some. It's funny that your father says to respect him when he does not know how little respect he has had for his generations before him. But stories change. They always do. So here I am, and here you are. How did they ban you to your current place? They tricked me. It's not something I'm proud of, and not something that will happen again. No wonder he doesn't want me to bring you out. Exactly. Trust is not a simple thing, Hideaki. Because I trust it. And look where it got me. Hmm. So let me uh, resolve another assumption then. Are you protecting the village? I am tied to it. For they didn't... Don't know what they did. I am tied to it. That much I know. But so I am here in the astral plane. And the closest I can get is as close as you are to the village. And what happens when I'm successful? Assuming that it doesn't kill you. Well. Again, that snout curling up into a smile. Let's play it by ear. 
That's bullshit. You've been sitting in the Ashel Sea for what? Hundreds of my lifetimes? All mm. you've had to think about from a motive perspective is how you get out and what you do afterwards. Hideaki. I've learned that placing my trust in individuals is a difficult thing. So if you want the honest truth, Hideaki, I don't trust you to be powerful enough to help me. But prove that to me, and I will tell you. I have nothing to prove to you. You misunderstand the situation that we're in together, I think. Just because I said that I wanted to doesn't mean that I'm going to. That's something to keep in mind, too, as we get stronger together. Because as far... What do you think will be your options? You've accepted our souls to be intertwined. Certainly. Your soul is shared with me. Certainly. Doesn't mean I have to get you out of there. Kind of looks at you. Think carefully, Hideaki. We can work together. Or we cannot. Trust is a fickle beast, isn't it? And in that moment, he looks at you straight in the eye. And then there's just a curiosity. I would like you to make a fortitude saving throw for me. Awesome. Let's fucking play. Oh my god. Natural one. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Amazing. Let's fucking go, it's dude. <laughs> um you feel an odd sensation. As Overnoza unmanifests himself, pulling away from your psyche, from your soul, as you take. Oh, damn, that didn't go. Hold on. That's not what I meant to do. How many hit points do you have? <laughs> 25. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just roll, well, just roll a nice, a nice tidy 40d6 damage. Let's go. <laughs> 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 the, uh, my little like minimized um NPC sheets were like kept getting in the way of my dice roller and not letting me click what I wanted to oh, click. No. <laughs> my bad. There we go. Um, all right. For the record, no regrets whatsoever. Of course <laughs> oh not. God. Of course not. 
Um, you were hideous playing, y'all. <laughs> as you feel no one, this sort no of like pushing. forced disconnect, um, it. It's like your soul itself is ripping or pulling in a way that shouldn't be pulled. And there on the rooftop alone, you take 13 psychic damage. Does Tal feel any of that? Things <laughs> 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 um, I hadn't hmm. thought about until this exact moment. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean Tell, it. No, this can is you great. Make me a um a flat d20 roll for me. <laughs> I would love Pick. to. Actually, no, 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 no. We're gonna do we're gonna do Waffles' favorite thing. Oh, gosh. You're gonna roll a d100. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, let's however, go. Let's go. however, however, I would like you to pick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because we love our uh, fate here. Our ranges? Are we picking a range? We're picking a range. I'm trying to think what makes sense here. Um, We will pick a range of of 10. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. This is so awesome. Um, Okay. We'll do 38 to 47. I love a D100. I love the odd range pull. Nice. I gotta go look at (laughs) 93. (laughs) Wait, can I spend a hero point in this? (laughs) (laughs) Please say yes. It's the question do you want to hit it or not? No, no, no. That that is a question. (laughs) I don't know if you sit there after you leave Ark's room. And it's actually been a while. It's late. Okay. I'm in my hideaway then. The okay. picture, by the way, it's on that little table that's next to the, the like window. I'm up in the hammock though. Perfect. And you're like kind of at this point like dozing because it's it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. And as you do, you feel just kind of like the hair on the, like the back of your neck, the fur on the back of your neck. And you know something. You feel something. Do you choose to use a hero point? Yes. A hero point in game is considered a um, what's it called? A is it fate? What's a the tag? I forget. Fortune. fortune effect. Thank you. It is considered a fortune effect. Of and in your is. choice to use unconsciously a hero point in character, you feel this sensation and you decide to pull on the string. And when you do. You don't have to pick another range of 10 as you take 13 yes. points of psychic damage. Oh my uh, god. Hell y'all, yeah. That almost put me down oh. to zero. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. And as it rocks you, you hear Nim 
as they pick their head up and look in the direction of the Spire Dormitory across the way. And goes, I'll be right back. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, familiar feud. <laughs> and that's where we'll end tonight's session. Hold on, before, I, I, gotta, I gotta respond, I gotta respond, before, like, when he leaves, though, before we go, uh-huh. if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So, like, as that, like, is ripped away from him, and he completely of absolute surprise and like, and like loss of breath and like, he, he feels his like heart beating. Like, <sighs> I think he finally, after several moments, steals himself and stands up and just says, well, we found the line then game on. That's not what you say to a dragon! <laughs> <laughs>